to do that. Uh, let's see, uh, that. Uh
you, but I've been through too much. <laughs> oh, yes. To worship him. Oh, yes. I've been through too much. <laughs> oh, Lord. Not to worship him. He's been too good. Oh, yes. Do I have a witness? Not to worship him. <laughs> My God, he's been too good for me to be quiet. Oh, Lord. Yes. <laughs> Let's take it up, y'all. the name of the Lord this morning. How many of you have come to really worship him? Amen. Can you testify this morning? You've been through too much not to give him some worship, not to give him some glory, not to give him some praise. We've been through too much not to worship the Lord our God. God is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. My God, my God, this is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. The Bible says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together for God is a good God. Yes, he is. We thank you for worshiping with us on this morning. Bless God for your prayers and for your presence. And for those of you who are joining us online, we thank God for your presence as well. We thank God that you are with us and we want you to share this with your neighbor and your, and your friend. Let them know that you're watching and worshiping with K-Chapel Live right now. Amen. Let us pray together. Eternal God, our Father, how grateful, how thankful we are for giving us another day's journey. God, you're just so good. You're so awesome. And Lord, we've come to praise and magnify your holy name. God, if we had 10,000 tongues, we could not say thank you enough. But Lord, thank you for the one tongue that you gave us. 
So we're going to use that one to the best of our ability to say, thank you, Lord. Bless your holy name. God, you're so good. You've been better than good to us. And for that, we glorify your holy and righteous and mighty name. God, now come into this sanctuary. Fill this place with your presence and your spirit. We thank you this morning on this Pentecost Sunday for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your holy presence. We thank you for the Holy Ghost who lives with us, who abides with us, who fills us, who directs us. Thank you, oh God, that you never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you for your Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. God, now have your way in this service. Speak to our hearts, for we need to hear a word, O oh God, from you. And God, when we hear that word, we promise that it will be planted deep in the soil of our hearts. We pray, O oh God, that you would water it, that it might bring increase and fruitfulness in our lives. We pray it in the mighty, the matchless, the majestic, name of Jesus our Lord our Savior and our Christ and for this we say amen 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 come on let's give thanks to the Lord this morning oh give thanks unto the Lord for he is good
Deacon Todd Shelby Bridgen, and the scripture for this morning will come from Galatians, the fifth chapter, and I will begin reading verse 13 through 18, and they read as follows. For brethren, ye have called unto liberty, only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another, for all the laws fulfilled in one word. Even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed of one another. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh looseth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. God's word for God's people. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pause to say thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for ordering our steps and putting your hedge of protection around our families daily. We say a special prayer for those families that are suffering from bereavement. Father, we ask you that you keep them encouraged and remind them to look to, look to the hills which cometh all our help. As all, as all our help comes from you we thank you for our pastor that will be providing the spoken word this morning and despite the challenging times we are so thankful to be back in church glorifying and praising your name father i ask that today's lesson inspire us all to remain faithful in our work of being the type of christians that you intended us to be we ask these and other blessings in your son jesus name amen Amen, amen, amen. Come on, bless the name of the Lord. Anybody know the Lord is good this morning? Hallelujah. Anybody come to worship the Lord? Can you just tell the Lord, Lord, you're good? Lord, you're good? Lord, you're good? Oh, bless your name. Bless your name, God. Bless your name. He's been so good. Mm. He's been so good, he's been so good, he's been so good, he's been so good, he's been so Stay right there. He's been so good, so good. That's somebody's refrain right there. He's been been so, so good, so good. Lord, you've been so good, so good. My God, so good. Lord, you've been, Lord, you've been, oh, you've been so good to me. Can y'all help us sing that, Lord, you are good, Lord, Lord, you are good, you've been so good, you've been so good, Lord, you are good. 
Anybody testify to that? So many doors, so many doors you opened, so many ways you made, so many times you healed me. Oh, he's been good. So, so many doors you so many ways, so many ways you so many times, so many times. You've been better than good, been better than good. So many doors. Than good to me, better than good to me, better than good to me, better better than good to me, so so good, better good to me, you've been better than good. Than good, better than good to me. Greater than good, better than good to me. You've been so good, so good. 
we had time to do but this is something in my heart right now and I don't know if anybody can join me right now but Lord you've been good better than good so good real good mighty good great and good He's been good. Last time. So good. So good. To me. Oh, bless your name, God. Bless your name, God. Bless your name, God. Bless your name, God. You can be seated if you can, but. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's been good. He's been good. <laughs> He's been good. Things you don't even deserve that he did. Did it anyhow. In fact, if, if justice had been given, you would have gotten something completely different from what you got. But, but he's just been good. My God, my God. My God, my God. Huh. The old church said, when I think... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get to the rest of the service in a minute, but this is my personal prayer. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul. Now, I, I, can't, I can't praise him for you, but my soul shouts hallelujah. Soul cries hallelujah. My, my soul says that God has been good. He's been good. And he's deserving of all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Amen. Glory to the Lamb of God. We all off schedule right now, but that's all right. Amen, 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 amen. God bless you, God bless you. Listen, we're, we're, we, we had Sunday school this morning, in-person Sunday school, amen. The first time that we've had in-person Sunday school since 2020, y'all. Amen. Tell me, God is, has been good. God has been good. And so we thank you, those of you who were able to come. Had some wonderful classes. Most of the classes were full, and we thank you for being here sharing with us. For those of you who continue to join online, we thank you for that as well. We pray that God's richest blessings would be upon you. We want to remind you that in 
in, in conjunction with our Sunday school and all the Christian education that goes on here at K Chapel, that Vacation Bible School begins tomorrow. Vacation Bible School begins tomorrow. If you have not registered, we want you to do so by way of the K Chapel Church app. Uh, you can always check in with Sister Linda Butler. Is she here? I know she's here somewhere. Sister Butler, God bless you. Won't you stand up so they can see you? If you need to get registered for a vacation Bible school, see her, amen, before the end of this service, and she will get you registered. Classes begin tomorrow. At what time, Sister Butler? 6 p.m. Classes begin tomorrow at 6 p.m., and there's a class for everybody. Amen. Amen. Listen, if you got a birthday in the month of June, let, let us worship, let us welcome you and, and thank God for you and celebrate you on this first Sunday. All of our June birthday babies, won't you stand up and let us wish you a happy birthday this morning. All of our June birthday babies, where are you? Where are you? Month of June. Amen. 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 Up in the car. God bless you. Good to see you. Let's sing happy birthday to them. Happy birthday, June babies. It is First Sunday. On First Sunday, we like to also recognize our young people for the wonderful things they're doing in their academic careers and throughout the community. Understand that Ms. Lindsay Butler was crowned prom queen at Pearl High School on April 16th, and we thank God for Sister Butler. Amen. Is she here this morning, Lindsay Butler? Amen. Good to see you. Go on and stand up, prom queen. Amen. Good to see you. God bless you. God bless you. Congratulations to you, Miss Kamila Cousin, sophomore at Murrah High School is the 2022 MHSAA State in Storytelling and Speech Award. She is headed to Washington, D.C. to compete on the national level. Where's Kamila? Kamila, are you here? Amen. God bless you. Good to see you. Well, she's on the screen. God bless you. We thank God for you, and congratulations to you. All of our young people who are doing outstanding things, we thank God for you, and certainly we celebrated all of our graduates on last Sunday. We continue to pray for you as you go on in pursuit of your various academic um, endeavors. We also remind our young people that uh, General Missionary Baptist State Convention uh, is taking place in June, in July, July 17 through 21. And so parents, we want our young people to be registered for youth activities related to our convention. Uh, they can get registered also on the Cade Chapel app. Registration begins, uh, let's see, registration available starting June 12th. That's next Sunday, June 12th. And that will be for ages five uh, and under our welcome to join the Children's Mass Choir. Rehearsal dates are coming soon. And then ages 6 through 18 are welcome to be a part of the uh, Children's and YPD uh, Young People's Department of our General Missionary Baptist State Convention in Mississippi. Again, uh, the young people are going to be meeting at Tougaloo College uh, this year. We have uh, Tougaloo College. Most of the campus is going to be reserved for General Missionary Baptist State Convention and our Young People's Department. And so there's going to be great activities planned for that week. We want our children uh, engaged and registered for those events. Speaking of our General Missionary Baptist State Convention, let me thank our members of our music department, Sister O. Reporter uh, and Sister Marquise Loving, others who have uh, worked with our youth, uh, I'm sorry, our music department on yesterday in organizing the first rehearsal uh, for our adult choir off to a wonderful start. I was just inspired yesterday by everything that I saw. Amen. 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 It blessed my heart. And so we're looking forward to great, great time 
uh, in sharing with our General Missionary Baptist State Convention. Also, Sunday School Outreach is sponsoring the best you for Walton parents and guardians. We want you to uh, respond uh, by calling Cade at calling Cade Chapel at the office at 601-366-5463. And that is a peer-based group uh, engaging parents of Walton Elementary students uh, so that we can be the best we can be in being parents and advocates and guardians for our young children as they go through their uh, elementary school years. Sometimes it gets hard, amen. Sometimes it just gets hard being a parent. And if you know you got another parent who understands what it feels like sometimes, just somebody who knows that they're in the fight with you. And that's what this peer group is meant to do. If you need more information, please call 601-366-5463. And facilitators are available for those parents, amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Youth Day weekend, June 18th. Amen. June 18th for our Youth Day weekend. They're going to be departing for Spinners in Florence on June 18th at 10 a.m. And parents, we need you to come back to the Family Life Center at 5 p.m. to pick them up. I'm told they're not going to stay here long, so they need you to come and pick them up at 5 p.m. They put a little asterisk right there, so I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that meaning please Have your children picked up at 5 p.m. Amen. They're going to be leaving again here at 10 a.m. going to Spinners. We need you to pick them up at 5 p.m. Again, that's on June 18th, which is Youth Day weekend. Amen. All hearts and minds are clear. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. We ask now that you receive our our tithe and offerings uh, coming from our own Reverend Dunn. Reverend Dunn, won't you come and lead us in that moment? Good morning, Key Chapel. You know, we sang a song this morning, The Goodness of God. The proof of that is that young deacon right there. How good God is. God gave him the courage and the strength to do exactly what he asked him to do. Amen. With that said, let me say this. Well, it's tithes and offering time. Here at Key Chapel. This is the time where we all have the opportunity to bless the Lord through our giving. Here at Cade Chapel, there are three primary reasons why we give. The first reason is because it demonstrates our obedience to God and his word. And the second reason why we give is because it acts as a thankfulness, thanksgiving for God providing for us every day in our lives. And thirdly, the reason why we give is because simply we just want to see the kingdom of God grow through the ministry and mission that occur here at K Chapel and around the world. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give. You can give either using traditionally the envelope system. You can mail it in or drop it by the office. Or you can use the K Chapel app. And for those of you that are with us on live stream this morning, you too have the opportunity to bless the Lord through your giving by utilizing the number that's at your stream. So now, how much you give and whatever you way you give, we encourage you to do so without grudgingly or out of necessity. For God loves a Cheer for give.
If you didn't want to give, you ought to want to give now. Amen. You ought to want to give now. And the ushers have our trays. For those of you who are here in person, reminder that baskets and trays are at the entrances and exits. We ask that you give uh, as you enter the sanctuary or as you leave. Uh, we want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to do so. Amen. Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Amen. They're coming now. While they're coming, amen. Let's just be in prayer. All right.
Heavenly Father, thank you for this offering that is being received today, as it will be used for the uplifting of your kingdom. As we journey through the days ahead, we ask, Father, that you prepare our journey, guide our footsteps, and the Holy Spirit watch over us in every path we follow. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. This morning, there are some members that are in need of your prayers. I want to share with you a few opportunities that you have in the upcoming week to share in the ministry of one another as we remember, care for, and pray for these members. Let us continue to pray for all of our bereaved families. Keep the Robertson family and the Edwards family in your prayers. There are some persons who were recently lost. We are saddened to hear the passing of another one of our church members, Sister Betty Jean Clerk. There will be a graveside service for Sister Clerk on Saturday, June 11th at 11 a.m. at Garden Memorial Park Cemetery. Sister Agatha Vall lost her niece, Sister Dr. Jennifer Dill Tlevy of Tyler, Texas. The funeral service for Sister Dow Tlevy will be held on Thursday, June 9th at First Christian Church in Tyler, Texas. Hospital Nursing Home Rehab. Brother Al Levy is in the hospital requesting your prayers. There are some persons who are recovering at home, and we ask that you will continue to pray for those that are recovering. Sister Melan Smith, Sister Jackie Larry, Brother Walter Cheatham, Reverend Michael Jones, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Sammy Henderson, Mother Cora Montgomery, and Brother Benny Larry. Pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day thank God that you can. Good morning, Kay Chapel. I was sitting there wondering what I could say that would be so profound that would lead 100% of K Chapel members to the polls on Tuesday. Well, I couldn't come up with the statement. But what I can tell you is things are rolling back. I just need you to let that kind of sink in for a minute. It hasn't been that long that we've had a right to vote. 1965 Voting Rights Act gave us the right to vote without reprisal. Before that, people that looked like us could go and either they would be denied or they would be retaliated against or even they could have been shot and killed just for trying to vote. 
Now here we are, 2022. On Tuesday, you have a right without reprisal, without intimidation, without threat of life to go and exercise your freedom of choice. So let me just end by saying from 7 o'clock in the morning, is that right, Mary Coleman? To 7 o'clock at night, you have a chance, you have an opportunity, you have a right, and you have a responsibility to cast your vote. I can't tell you who to vote for, but I can tell you, vote for the right people. The people that's going to see about giving us what we deserve as citizens of this fair state of Mississippi. Finally, those of you online, I may not see you in person, but I'm expecting you to go and vote too. And take your children that are 18 and above, your cousins, your relatives, and your enemies to the polls on Tuesday. Thank you so much. Amen, amen. God bless you, God bless you. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm going to call a quick audible, quick audible. Listen, uh, brother and sister Levine, God bless you. Listen, I want to give you all the right hand of fellowship this morning, all right? Let me let me give that to you all. Sister Butler's coming. Won't you come right now? Right, well, right fist bump of fellowship. Is that all right? <laughs> Let's do that. Amen. They finished their new members orientation this morning, and we just want to not delay that. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. If I can have a member of the uh, deacons, a member of our mothers, if you're here, a member of our mothers, member of our deaconess, uh, and a member of our ministerial team, if you can join us uh, as we give them the right fist bump of fellowship. Amen. Let's welcome them this morning. Joy divine,
the Lord. Amazing love. Amazing love that the Lord has for us. And that amazing love we have been charged and challenged to share among ourselves. Love ye one another as I have loved you. That amazing love then should not just come from heaven to us, but should go from us to one another. Amazing love. Galatians 5 and 13 picks up on that very thought. The Apostle Paul writes these words. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk from this subject this morning. The church got something to say. The church got something to say. I intended to preach this morning's message in a series of sermons that I planned on beginning later this month. But necessity has laid upon me that it be preached today. And that in fact we introduce to you the subject matter the church got something to say. The reason the church has something to say is because the Bible has something to say. The Bible has something to say about the condition of humanity. And in too many instances, the church, the big C church in general, has been found on the sidelines remaining silent on issues that impact the human condition. Whether on the issue of slavery or civil rights, women's suffrage or human rights, the American church was and in many instances continues to be largely a silent co-signer if not a co-conspirator that pushes the need for personal salvation and promotes a heaven-bound agenda of evangelism to the detriment of addressing the issues that impact the daily lives of people right here on earth. We keep looking up to heaven and forget about 
what we living through right here. And good religion. And this isn't what Buckley said. This is what the Bible says. James, in fact, wrote it like this. He said, pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. That, that, that means if your religion is any good, if it's pure and if it's real, then it must be found meeting trouble. Good religion does not shy away from trouble but leans into it. It must be found answering trouble. It must be found ministering to those in trouble and doing something that confronts the trouble that people face. One of the reasons there's so much trouble in the world is because the church has not spoken to issues. The church has called on Jesus, but has refused to call out injustice. The church has called on the Lord, but refused to call out crooked laws and evil legislation. The church has called on God, but refused to call out governors and governments that steal TANF funds from needy families and build volleyball buildings on university campuses by literally taking food out of the mouths of hungry children and then got the nerve to cry about baby formula for shortage. Well, at least that we know why there's a shortage. You stole that. And the church saw it happen and refused to say anything about it. One of the most immoral things to happen in years, we saw it happen before our eyes and the church remained silent. Hungry children, mothers who could not feed their children and yet professional ex-football players and wrestlers and private school administrators lined their pockets with funds and went to drug treatment centers while children could not eat and we said nothing when the church remains silent darkness goes unchallenged and danger goes unchecked when the church remains silent, wickedness sprouts and unrighteousness flourishes. When the church remains silent, sin is endorsed, selfishness is embraced, and silliness gets elected. When the church is remaining silent, fringe sentiments become mainstream discourse. When the church remains silent, man is left to his basest desires, his lowest imagination, and his most evil intentions. My brothers and sisters, the church must speak clearly and with certainty on matters that face and impact the human condition. 
And we must do so from the vantage point of a biblical world view. Which means what? It means this. That we say what we say not because of any affiliation with any political party. The church cannot be the puppet for Republicans. Nor can it be the handoff for Democrats. Echoing talking points and finding scripture to back up political agenda. But rather what the church has to say must be what the Bible has to say. And when we really say what the Bible says, when we really stand on what the Bible says, the church will be too conservative for some liberals and too liberal for some conservatives. When the church says what the Bible says, we're going to rub Republicans wrong and we're going to make Democrats mad. When we say what the Bible says, we will not be found as favorites to any one political party, but we will be a peculiar people, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood that marches to the heartbeat of a holy God. And so, I was intending, and excuse me, because I'm a little emotional this morning, but I was intending to push this sermon out for a few more weeks. But on May 14th, 10 people were killed in a Buffalo grocery store. Two days later, one was killed and five were injured in a Taiwanese church in Laguna Beach, California. before all the victims in Buffalo could be buried. 19 children and two adult teachers were killed in a Texas elementary school. A few days later, two doctors, a receptionist and a patient were killed in a Tulsa hospital. And then the next day, Two women were killed in an Iowa church. While all of these mass shootings were happening across the country, a Buffalo grocery store, a California church, a Texas elementary school, a Tulsa hospital in the streets of Jackson, Mississippi. Daily killings continue. So I want to talk about three things this morning. Because the church got something to say. About gun rights, gun laws, and gun violence. Gun rights. The statistics bear mentioning that since 2009, there have been 277 
mass shootings in the United States. Mass shootings defined as where four or more people are killed in one setting at one time. That results in 1,565 people being shot and killed and another 1,000 people being shot and wounded. Of that number, one in four mass shooting victims is a child. In fact, of those killed in mass shootings in the last 12 years, 362 of them have been children. While these children are slaughtered, many by high-powered assault weapons, lawmakers, legislators, and lobbyists want us to send thoughts and prayers. leave the policy making up to them I don't know how you feel about it but I'm sick of thoughts and prayers I'm tired of hearing them ask for thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers are insufficient now They are but empty sentiments meant to soothe the conscience of those who are not willing to confront what has become America's sick obsession with guns. Thoughts and prayers have become a sentimental expression used to buy time in the hopes that a new news cycle will shift the limited attention span of the American public. Thoughts and prayers. I believe that God is actually sick of us sending him thoughts and prayers when it is fully in our power to do something about it. Y'all not going to like this preacher this morning. Isaiah said it like this in Isaiah 29 and 13, wherefore the Lord said, for as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do they honor me, but have removed their heart far from me and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. In other words, we are quick to say we are a God-fearing nation. We are quick to stamp on our currency and design on our state seal and on our state flag to include the words in God we trust but our hearts are far from trusting God truth of the matter is this nation trusts in guns more than God like the children of Israel coming out of Egypt America has made guns a sacred right that is to be protected even at the expense of life itself and there's something wrong When you put your love of the second amendment over your love for second graders, there's something wrong. When you are more committed to your nine millimeter than to loving your neighbor, there is something wrong when you will defend the right to bear arms and remain silent on the inalienable right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Which means I've got a right to expect to live when I go to school. I got a right to expect to be safe when I go make groceries. I've got a right to expect to go to church and worship and come back home alive. I've got a right to see my doctor without the threat of violence. I've got a right. I've got a right. Can I just throw this in for free? 
It is amazing to me that people who fight to the hilt for the rights of children to be born are mostly silent sitting on the sidelines while these children are dying by mass shootings which really calls into question are you pro-life or pro-birth because if you're pro-life you have to be against what is destroying life if you are pro-life you must be concerned about whatever is taking away life if you are pro-life you have to be honest about and willing to face what gets in the way of life being lived and living life flourishing and in its abundance if you are pro-life the reality is that this nation is not a pro-life nation we are pro-birth and as a nation we do not trust in God we trust in guns and have made guns America's idol America's idol you get in a lot of trouble talking like I'm talking now because you're talking about guns and we believe and will fight to the hilt for our right to bear arms and it is that right and that instrument that has become in America an idol it is an idol an idol that people are willing to die for. We honor our idol. We protect our idol. We fight for our idol and we get angry if anyone tries to tell us that our relationship to it is wrong. Guns are America's idol. But here is a biblical principle that should govern our relationship with God. And let me be clear. Let me be very clear. Let me be very clear for all of you who are here, all of you who are watching online. Some of you are watching. You don't even know me. You don't understand anything about me. So let me introduce myself. I am not anti-gun. Pass me that wallet. I'm a licensed. Be clear. This is not about being anti-gun. This sermon is not coming from someone who has no experience or appreciation for guns. I am not anti-gun. I am pro-life. And because I am pro-life, my pro-life perspective is formed from a biblical worldview. I have a different understanding in my relationship and my rights concerning guns. Here it is. I'm going to push on. Here it is. Galatians 5 and 13 gives it to us how we need to understand our rights 
in relationship to one another. 5 and 13 says, for you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Paul says, listen, you who are in Christ have been made free. But here's the warning. Don't use your freedom to serve yourself. Don't use your freedom to do what makes you feel good. Don't use your freedom to satisfy your own selfish desires, he says, but through love serve one another. There's the biblical principle right there that every believer needs to follow, and that is this, that my freedom, my rights, what I am legally approved to do should not impinge upon the good and well-being of my neighbor. That's it. And when I love my rights more than I love my neighbor, then I've broken the second greatest commandment. And Paul writes it in, in verse 14 when he says, For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You see, being a Christian means being willing to sacrifice your own for the good of another. Paul makes the same point in 1 Corinthians 8, writing in verse 9, but take heed lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. Here Paul is talking about the liberty or the freedom or the rights that believers have to eat meats that were offered unto idols. Paul said, yeah, you got the right in Christ to eat anything that is set before you. If they put pork chops in front of you in Christ, you can eat it. <laughs> If they're serving chitlins in Christ, you can eat it. He said, don't worry about that. In Christ, you have the freedom and the liberty to do whatever it is that you want to do in Christ that is not prescribed as a You can do that. He says, but if your brother is messed up by what you do and have the right to do, your Christian love ought to kick in and cause you to refrain from exercising your right. And what that means is I love you more than I love my rights. Ah, that's the biblical principle. And when it comes to gun rights, the church needs to lead the charge in saying that even if we have the right, we need to refrain from what's causing harm to our neighbors. Even if we have the right, we need to put some limits on what's allowed. Even if we have the right, we need to see that people created in the image of God are more important than guns manufactured by the hands of man. Even if we have the right, just because you have the right to do it doesn't mean it's right to do. Apostle Paul writes to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians 8 and 23, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. 
Again, the general principle being that we must ultimately be more concerned with what's right than our own rights. Let me talk a little bit about gun laws. Because evil acts like those perpetrated in Buffalo, in Texas, and all around this country, these things don't just happen. They happen because there is access and opportunity. In order for evil to be perpetrated, there must be access and opportunity. And current gun laws in America provide access and opportunity for the evil of mass shootings to continue to happen. Real quick, in Mississippi, the legal age for buying beer, wine, and liquor is 21. Some of y'all said 18. Mm, You've been breaking the law. Twenty-one. That's the legal age for buying alcohol in Mississippi. In Mississippi, the legal age for buying a gun is 18. Which means that we are putting semi-automatic guns and assault-style weapons in the hands of 18-year-olds but saying to them, alcohol is too dangerous. You can handle an AR-15, but that Hennessy, that'll kill you. That's what our law says. That is the law. And so when you hear us say we need common sense gun laws, what we're saying is make some laws that make sense. Until access and opportunity is changed until access and opportunity created by gun law loopholes are closed, until access and opportunity that legislation supported by lobbyists and lawmakers change, we will continue to see the rampage of mass shootings in America and communities continue. And the church must be found saying something about common sense gun laws. Well, let me get to this last point. And talk about gun violence because we can speak on gun rights we can speak on gun laws but all of that really is pointing the finger at other folk that's pointing the finger at our policy makers at our legislators 
those who are in control. But there's a part of this that we got to turn the finger back on ourselves. It must be noted all gun deaths are not the result of mass shootings. Thankfully, we have not entered that experience in this community, and we pray that we never will. <laughs> in our schools, our churches. However, we are too familiar with gun violence in Jackson. While it is not the multiple deaths at one time that garner national attention and headlines, the slow and steady acts of violence, just like a dripping faucet, is taking the toll on our conscience and the character of our communities. The reality is, is that when a 12-year-old was killed last week, that wasn't because of the NRA. When a six-year-old girl was shot while riding in the car with her mother, that wasn't because somebody was looking to commit hate crimes against black folk. Don't y'all look at me like that. When teenagers and black males are shooting into homes and apartments and across parking lots, that's not because Republicans are the problem. Y'all might as well say amen. The reality is that we have got to own that gun violence is something we've got to fix in our own communities. We have to do that. We cannot truthfully declare or decry that black lives matter without holding ourselves accountable for the black lives that are killed in our city streets every week. That's ours. That's ours. That's on us. Ain't no need, ain't no need, ain't no need of blaming nobody. That's on us. And we have to change that. I know you can come up with all kinds of reasons. I know there are all kinds of studies about where the guns come from and why it happens. But at the end of the day, when a 16-year-old kills a 12-year-old, something didn't happen in the home. And the church didn't say anything. We have to own that. And we have to do better. No, we have to do different. We, 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 we got to do something completely different from what we've been doing. And perhaps it begins with confession. Perhaps it starts with acknowledging. I'll be, I'll, I'll be the first. 
I'll be the first to admit. I felt like giving up on this thing. I ain't by myself. I've had enough conversations with y'all to know I'm not by myself. But once we've cried enough, once we've said woe is us, us enough, we've got to get up and make a difference. Not just in words, but in action. Yeah, we got something to say. But we got something to do. And may we do it together. That children are safe. In Jackson. In Texas. And all around this country. Let it start. With us. <laughs> Let there be peace. On earth. Let it start right here with me. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you, make his face shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. And give you his peace. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, My God. early in the morning, a song shall rise to Blessed Trinity.
teachers. Those persons who were going about their business shopping in the grocery store. Doctors who were going to care for people. Worshippers on their way to church. A receptionist and a patient who had no idea. And then God for all who are in the city of Jackson. Forgive us for just watching the news and doing nothing. confess God that part of our inaction is probably because we just don't know what to do we don't have the answers we don't know the solutions but God we are absolutely convinced that with you and by you and through you You will make all things well. And so, Lord, whatever part is ours to play, God, sign us up. Whatever is ours to do, give us strength to make it happen. Not for any glory of our own, but all for you. Granted in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Heal our nation in Jesus' name. You said if your people who are called by your name would humble themselves pray seek your face and turn from our wicked ways then you would hear from heaven and heal our land heal our land God heal our land God in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. As we pray for healing for our land, I pray also for healing of our souls. I know this 
may have been a bit of a heavy service, a heavy sermon. But I'm glad this morning that Jesus said this, Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Grandma simply said, he's a heavy load sharer, a burden bearer, a mind fixer, and a heart regulator. If you're here this morning and you need any of that done, I want to recommend Jesus. Jesus will do all of that for you. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you're here this morning, I want to invite you to come into a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. If you're here this morning and you're ready to do that, or if you don't have a church home and you're ready this morning to make this your church home, I want you to meet Sister Butler right here to my left. If you will come right now, come right now, wherever you are, come right now. If you're ready to join K Chapel or if you're ready to join God through Jesus Christ, you're ready to make him Lord of your life, you come right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. If you're here and you're in need of prayer, there's so many needs right now in this world, in this room. If you're in need of prayer and you need one of our pastors or one of our ministers to pray with you, you come right now. They're here to lift you up and to touch and agree with you, to stand with you, to pray with you, to believe God for you, to stand in the gap for you. Sometimes we just need to know that somebody else is standing with us, that we are not by ourselves. Listen, that's the beautiful thing of being in a church. Church is full of brothers and sisters to stand with us. If you're here and you're in need of prayer right now, come and meet us right now. Come and meet us right now. Hallelujah. Come meet us right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Somebody needs healing. You come right now. Somebody needs encouragement. You come right now. Somebody needs the spirit of depression to just be lifted. You come right now. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. All to Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Church, let's stay in prayer. Let's stay in prayer. And after we prayed, let's get to work. Let's get to work. Let's get it done. Let's go do it. Let's go make a difference. I don't know the answers, Deacons. I don't know the answers. But I know we got to keep working. I, I don't know. I don't know how to reach everybody and how to turn it all around. But I do know we got to keep preaching Jesus. I know we got to keep sharing the gospel. And I know we got to keep meeting people where they are. And I believe that when we do that, Everything that we can't do, God will do the rest. Amen. Let us stand. God bless you. God keep you. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you. Now henceforth and forevermore in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.